Hello and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. Have you ever noticed, Rachel, that men seem to age so much better than women? Um, You mean like Hugh Jackman, George Clooney, Daniel Craig, Denzel Washington, Keanu Reeves, Sir Patrick Sw- uh, Stewart, <laughs> Sean Bean. Dude, wait, who the fuck is Sean Bean? I don't know. He's really cute. He's been in like a couple <laughs> of things I've seen John's watched, so... You know, and uh, actors especially, it seems like they age and age, becoming more rugged and handsome. And then one day out of nowhere, they suddenly look like the fucking Crypt Keeper. Or they've never looked good. Keith Richards, Gene Simmons. (laughs) Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was watching the 90s sitcom Friends from start to finish uh, several months ago, and I had heard somewhere that a whole new generation of 20-somethings are falling in love with Friends. But then they said something shocking to me. More than a few episodes did not age well. What? Did they mention which which episodes they were? I can't imagine this because it was always so funny. But it did seem a little, it did seem to be kind of politically correct for the 90s. Well, they did in this article share which episodes, and I I can't remember, but all of this put me off on a new tangent and away from friends. Okay. So in this episode, Carmen and I are going to talk about books that haven't aged well. If you like Bubbly Bibbly, Please take a moment to follow us. And if you can, give us a great rating wherever you get your podcast. It only takes a minute and it makes a huge difference to me and Carmen. Thanks. I am drinking a cocktail that was popular after World War I. I figured this would be perfect for aging. Talk about not aging well. But surprisingly, this is kind of what you would call an old person drink. It's a sidecar, which has bourbon. Yeah, bourbon, triple sec, and lemon juice. It's actually surprisingly good. (laughs) Oh, that sounds really good. You got to have a good squeeze of your uh, lemon juice, though. Real or lemon. a quick pour from the from the real lemon no, bottle. Real a real lemon. Real. <laughs> I just I just ah. said that to yank your chain. Um, well, because we started this friendship with a nod toward friends, I'm drinking a smelly cat martini. Ah! It is Tomcat Gin, dry vermouth, and two blue cheese stuffed olives. Smelly cat, smelly cat. Smelly cat, what are you feeding you? (laughs) Smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, what are you reading? I am reading V. Schwab's A Darker Shade of Magic. Have you read mm. that yet? 
Um, I have. So it's about three Londons, gray, red, and white. Gray London has Mm -hmm. King George III, and it was without any magic. And the story follows Kel, who is a red traveler, who's like a magician who can travel between the Londons. So I've just started it. It's really good. So, and I've also started Long Way Down. What is that? That book about the elevator, the boy in the elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started that one too. I think that I read the first two or three in the Darker Shade of Magic uh, Mm -hmm. books. And that's really good. It's very engaging. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, three maybe. I don't know. Um, remember uh, last episode I told you I was listening to the girls in the picture and I had to return it before it was finished right well I checked it out again and I am about halfway through and I have to tell you though while I love Melanie Benjamin books for their historical perspective I do find that they go on and on a bit too much for me Um, I mean do we get that Mary Pickford <laughs> loved everything about Douglas Fairbanks, to, but do we really need to know how soft his mustache was to her petite, childlike fingers? Uh, no, thank you. Let's jump back into books when we come back. First, Rachel, let's explain what we mean when we say that a book has not, quote, unquote, aged well. Well, it just simply means that a book is not well received as it was when it was written. There may have been some themes, characters, or even plot elements that have become less acceptable over time. Yes, like sexism. It is no longer okay to denigrate women, sexualize children, or present racism as an acceptable plot line. And we're going to talk about books that do all of these things and are considered classics. Okay, so books that have been really well read or classics should also probably be read along with something that's more a modern read or something that portrays it more accurately in today's times. Yes. And you know, our Thanksgiving episode really got me thinking about this subject because that is such an obvious example of a long-term interpretation of friendship and cooperation that was absolutely not true. And the fact that we're finally correcting this story of the first Thanksgiving is long overdue and deserves, well, a look at other stories that have, in one way or another... Not aged well. (laughs) That is right. There are going to be... A lot of books in this category. So let's get started with some titles. The first one I want to discuss is Lolita, Vladimir Novikov. This was a this was really racy when it was printed in 1955 because the subject matter was the man falling in love with a child. Um, but despite that, it's been read and taught in classrooms across across this country. The main character is this middle-aged man who becomes obsessed with a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, he married her mother to get closer to her and eventually forced her into a sexual relationship. Ooh, 
You know, I don't know what the positive themes in this one could have been regardless of the year. Academics have called it an allegory for Europe's relationship with America, but I'm not going to get into that. The fact is the author, the author's writing is so good that the reader actually feels empathy for this man who we initially detested. So in this culture of protecting protecting our children, bringing a spotlight to pedophilia and the entire Me Too movement, this one has not aged well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my first title is a movie that I actually started rewatching the other night, and that's Gone with the Wind by Margaret Mitchell. This is a huge classic, and it tells of the struggle of Southern families over the course of the Civil War. But it paints a very romantic picture of old Southern antebellum life. So they show the slaves in the fields and they're working and singing and joking with one another. Mammy treats the white family like they are her own. She's just constantly worrying and fussing over the children and making sure the master and mistress have everything that they need. And of course, we see no outside life of her own. It's all very polished and without the stain of that brutality of one person owning another. And that was not the reality. And this one definitely does not age well. No. And it's funny you mentioned it. It's funny you mentioned this one because I also read uh, Feeding the Dragon. Um, And I don't have the author, but we'll put it in our show notes or whatever. But she was talking about this book and how her dad always used the saying from the two, it comes from these two slaves in the beginning of Gone with the Wind. And when she realized it and put it together as an adult, she was like, you know, I don't really like that saying. And I really don't like this film. Like, I don't know. It just has a whole new take on. Do you remember the saying? Uh, I will. Here, I'm gonna, I'm not going to stop the recording, but I'll hold on and I will. Because I, I really love that. I love the fact that she put this together from her past and something that happened in a fiction in the past. And then she wrote about it in the present. That is and, and she thought about it. And I mean, that's what reading does. But it was real interesting and uh, let me tell you what her name was. Let me get that. Let me get that in here real quick. It was Feeding the Dragon by Sharon Washington. Did you know that you can buy Bubbly Bibbly merchandise? You can. I'm always adding new items to our merchandise. So be sure to visit www.bubblybibbly.com to check out the entire selection. The next book is going to hit kind of close to home because it's a a beloved author of The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. And it depicts the total self-sacrifice of a mother. But the women are a lot more than mothers who give their all to their children. Yeah, so I read about this actually, though, also, Carmen, and it's it's just uh, Shel takes it and he just like makes this mother be this 
picture of giving and giving and giving and giving and giving until she's nothing but the stump. And I think women realize now, like we're more than that. Like we're more than mothers who give mm-hmm. everything until we're nothing. And But you know, Rachel, what happens when the mom is a stump? Well, he sits on her. <laughs> and so he's still using her. Right. Right. And and how does she feel when her when her son sits to rest on her? She basically says that she's she's glad she can still be useful. Yeah, she's to him. happy. She can be useful. Oh, you know, I just, you know, no. And I I do love Shel Silverstein and he really pushed the envelope with a lot of things, but instead that tree should have grown some thorns and told him to go out and plant his own damn trees. I knew you're going to say that. But it's it's true. I mean, mentally what do we want to teach our children? Mm-hmm. Do we just want to teach them to take take take? Right. No. Right. Um so I will, uh, next, I'm going to add almost everything, and this was a shock to me, everything written by H.P. Lovecraft. And I did not know this until I was doing research for this show, but he was an outspoken racist. Oh, Uh, Although, you know, it did temper a bit over time, but he called Jews mongrels and he actually married a Jewish woman. And he he said that she had assimilated nicely. Oh, I know. Um, And he used the N word freely. As a matter of fact, one of the stories that he wrote was called N Man. And I'm not going to say it, uh, but he also attributed negative personality traits to, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull a Rachel right here and not say this word correctly. <laughs> it's, That's fine. It's messagination, messagination. I'm going um, with you, girl. I don't know how to say it. Okay. So messagination <laughs> is, is when whites marry non-whites. And so he was he attributed negative characteristics to the fact that we were intermarrying and having children. And he was a huge supporter of eugenics. Uh, And do you remember who the other huge supporter of eugenics was? Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I mean, God. Uh, But keep in mind, all of this at the time was normal and acceptable. Uh, But his writing contains all of it. And that is why... None of his titles age well. Goodness. It seems like there's a lot of titles out there that didn't age well because of outdated depictions of races of people. And Mm -hmm. one of those is Laura Ingalls Wilder's book, books that stress that America was settled freely because there were no people there, only Indians. Oh, my God. Using that word. Right. Uh, so well, and, the same, and so Indians are not people. Correct. Uh, That's it. Made it seem that way, didn't it? And yes, um, I think the same is true for the Indian in the cupboard by Lynn Reed Banks. It was written in 1980 and portrays a pretty egregious stereotype of Native Americans. And I think we would have to include the Indians in Peter Pan in that. As well, you know, a stereotyping 
Native Americans in a category. Mm -hmm. Children's books seem to be particularly guilty of not aging well. Yeah. You know, I, I guess a lot of authors use stereotypes as kind of funny points or joke points. And mm -hmm. it, it's it's just not funny. The Jewish character in literature has also gone through a lot of changes. Authors have written Jewish characters as obsessed with money and wealth as being very vulgar and very pushy social climbers. Uh, as a matter of fact, a new word entered into the language entered into the lexicon of English when George wow. de Moyer novel Trilby had a Jewish character whose name was Svengali. There and you go. the word Svengali has now come to mean a person who manipulates or has excessive control over another. And that is an author's book, his story. Wow introducing a a word into the I, I just can't get over this into the language that means something negative and it was the name of a jewish person in his book wow and then you have jack london and henry james both wrote about jews having red hair hooked noses and insinuated that they were an inferior race of course, those books didn't age well either. And there are the books that paint women as needing a man to figure out things, fix things, lead things, you know, all of that stuff. Even our beloved Winnie the Pooh made his, Aww, I know, A.A. A. Milne made his one female character, Kanga, merely a mother of Rue, who was yet another male character. But I love, I love Rue. I love Kanga. Well, you know, in that time, and that's that what we're talking about. Sad. I mean, I can see it now. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm glad I'm a boy. I'm glad I'm a girl by Whitney Darrow. Darrow? Mm -hmm. Jr. tells us that boys can become doctors, pilots, policemen, and even president. And girls, on the other hand, can become teacher, nurses, secretaries. Oh, boy jobs and girl jobs. Mm. Yes. Well, when we come back, let's talk about what we should do with these books. I am looking forward to this section because there's definitely something that we need to do with these books read them just because they have some kind of character or theme or text that didn't age well they're still worth reading yes yes and i mean really if you don't want to read them don't but Read them, though. That's the easiest way to learn about something. Yes, yes. And let's go back to Lolita because it is okay. absolutely brilliantly written. And it's because of the subject content that we should read it. So, yes, the main character is a murdering pedophile. But that's exactly why you need to examine how you can feel empathy for this detestable man while you read. Because if you read this book, you will. 
His manic obsession is tempered by his gorgeous odes to love. Even though the object of his affection is a minor, which is disgusting, the way he verbally expresses his feelings is universal to every heart and will make every woman swoon and say, why can't my man talk to me like that? So you don't really have to agree with or absolve him to see the classic writing and pull apart the universal themes that Vladimir Nobokov puts in this story. And the same thing with Gone with the Wind. If you need to explain to your children why some people hate the Confederate flag, why others display it proudly, (laughs) uh, look no further than this book. It was a very genteel and prosperous time in the United States. If you are a white man, that is, or a member of an affluent family. Otherwise, tone and experiences were very, very different for everybody else. It was exhaustion, beatings, rotten food, whips, rapes, and other atrocities that were not depicted in Mitchell's book. It was Roots by Alex Haley different, a title that is much smaller than Haley's almost thousand page uh, book is A Good Fortune by Noni Carter. That would be a great pairing if you want to see both sides to the Civil War in the South. Yes. And we've talked several times about books by and about Native Americans. Once your young adult reader finishes a Laura Ingalls Wilder book, pair that with the other perspective and have a discussion about where you have, this is going to be hard for me to say, it's where you've fallen on the side of life that has a very different feel and outcome for someone who's fallen on the other side. So it was pure chance, Rachel, that you and I were born quite female, middle-class women in America. In America. And, you know, we need to read, in order to better understand, stories about non-white, middle-income, female people born in America. We, right. we need that. And that that's what I want to do with all of these books. Show one perspective and then show the others and then talk about it. Exactly. And I really doubt that a child is going to pick up on the subtle sexism that's in Winnie the Pooh that you just now brought out. And I still can't <laughs> believe I... <laughs> Anyway, you can certainly balance that out with books that show females in steam. Uh, well, I also think steam art. I like STEM, to add art in there. STEM. I know, but I like to add steam, like steam, add an A in there for art. Have you ever seen that? S-T-E-A-M. Why not art? Art is not technical. No, but it helps in the development of everything because music... That's music. What's wrong with art and music? But still, science, technology, uh, engineering, engineering, and mechanical, or music. It's not music. And I like to. It's mechanics. You always see women in art. You always see not women. All. Hey, uh, 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 uh. 
And back in the day, it was Vincent Van Gogh, Michelangelo. You didn't see any female artists until you get to like Frida. It wasn't until the 60s that some of their artwork really started to shine. Are you kidding me? Who else are you thinking? Uh, Rachel, I don't know. But you know what? You have just lifted the veil of ignorance for me in art, and I am going to do some research, and we're going to do an episode on women in art. Okay, and you'll find... They don't really start making a footprint until the 60s. You know, what the hell? You know, white men have ruled everything from the beginning and have pretty much fucked it all up. So when are we going to decide? Okay, you're right. I don't know. Let me go back and reread this. Oh, Rachel, you need to keep all this in. Okay, well, I can do that. Yeah. So I always thought it was, I always like to say science, technology, engineering, art, and music, because mechanics go under science and technology. Okay. But anyway, professions and portray stay-at-home dads. So the key to all of this is to show all sides, not just one. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying that you need to avoid these books. What we're saying is that you should read these books and look beyond what you may find offensive or abhorrent to pick out those things that have made the title one that is still touted, read, studied, and reviewed. Read, think, discuss, repeat. The sound of our cheering fans means that it's time for listener comments. Thanks to Karen and Miranda for commenting on our recommendation for Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Boulay. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. Okay. They both loved it and highly recommend it. So if it's not already on your TBR, here's your chance. My future daughter-in-law, Lexi, also highly recommended it. And we also got some great comments on the What Have You Read from the 2022 Best Books List post. Janet read Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Susan read Book Lovers by Emily Henry. And Miranda read Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Thanks to you all who respond to our posts. Let us know which books you think didn't age well. And check us out on all of our social media pages. And please continue to like, share, and comment on our posts. And you guys need to check out our merchandise on our website because I've added some great books or book and reading related things in there. It's perfect for gift giving and it's just in time for the holidays. And I have had great fun looking up new cocktail recipes. So let us know what holiday cocktails are on your list this year. Oh, and you've been sharing some on TikTok, by the way. Love it. On your personal and bubbly bibbly. So check us out there. How did you like the how did you like the TikTok of me using the shaker? I loved it. My gosh, you were whipping (laughs) it like a 
like a crazy woman. I was shaking the shit out of that cocktail. (laughs) So remember, John F. Kennedy said, let us welcome controversial books and controversial authors.